Hey guys, welcome back to the Players Podcast Australia. My name is Jeremy Sexton. I will be one of your hosts. My co-host, Miggy G, Michael Gain, is here. What's up? How's it going, mate? Oh, fantastic. You know, no no big news or anything like that. Nothing going on around the league that's really uh, big news or anything that made me cry today. So that's really good. Yeah, no, I'm fine. I'm good. I'm yeah, normal. cool. Yeah. yeah, I'm not really sure what you're talking about. I haven't heard anything. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. No. Yeah, no, you must be living under a rock in Adelaide, but that's cool. We are going to get to all the news uh, around the horn with Fielder's Choice in our newest segment in uh, just a little bit. But yeah, I can imagine, man. Hey, it's been uh, it's been a whirlwind little bit for you too, uh, and oh, we've yeah. got a pretty huge guest coming up uh, later on in the episode. I'm pretty sure you guys know who it is, but if you don't, uh, you need to go and watch a few. Uh, just type in Rickson Wingrove into YouTube and just see what you can see about this guy because he is he's cool and uh, dude can hit a little bit, huh? He's all right. <laughs> he's all right he's all right he's all right he's no good at golf but uh you're no. gonna hear about that in uh, later on the pod uh we thank him for jumping on with us hey but before we go too much further we want to thank uh one of our sponsors the guys that have been powering the pod for a little bit it is on deck baseball uh huge shout out to those guys uh as we've said before uh they've done nothing but uh really help us out man we really appreciate for that uh they've you know helped us with some production stuff with some microphones just bringing the pod better for you guys the listeners uh they've lined up a bunch of guests uh for us as well and uh guys that they look after with their uh with their equipment and all that kind of stuff so we are super appreciative of the guys at on deck baseball check out the website on deck uh, custom pitching gloves, fielding gloves. They got batting gloves. They do uniforms and stuff like that. Uh, man, it it just doesn't stop. So just check out the website, huh? It's uh, some pretty cool stuff on there. Hey, Mick. Yeah, there is everything you can think of. They've probably got it. Well, yeah. Well, and and here's most here's things. A, yeah. Here's a word to the wise. In in a couple of uh, in you know in just a little bit of time, there's going to be even more dropping on their website let me just say that much i've been talking to the guys there and they've got some pretty sweet plans coming into 2021 so check out their website on deckbaseball.com.au and follow them at on deck baseball on the instagram and search them on facebook because we are super appreciative for the guys that are powering the pod powering players podcast australia and also you should probably check out our instagram and our socials while you're there at players podcast australia on instagram here it comes we're nearly there search us on facebook players podcast australia it is my most favorite thing i couldn't really do it last time but mick what is our handle on the twitter the players pod au jeremy the players pod au there it is check us out mick handles the twitter so Mick, Mick's all over the Twitter. I am too much of a simple guy for Twitter. I cannot be dealing with that. So Mickey, Miggy G, as uh, as Rachel Balkovec was uh, calling him, uh, Miggy G handles the Twitter. So check us out at PlayersPodAU and search us on all of our socials. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to our pod. Make sure you give us a little review. Do all that stuff. You know what it's all about. Now, now, let's get into our Around the Horn with Fielder's Choice. What do you reckon? Let's do it. All right, here we go. What do we got? What do we got, Jeremy? There's no flashy intro. There's no nothing like that. It is around the horn with the baseball experts, Fielder's Choice. Uh, Another one of the guys that jumped on to support us. Check out their website, fielders.net. 
Uh, they have a bunch of stuff on there, uh, as well as a little uh, sale that they've been uh, getting on there. Do you want to have a little chat about that, Mick? Yeah, let's go. What do you got? Yeah. Well, the guys at uh, at Fielders, right? So if you just check out their website, right, Fielders.net, you can go and check out the Box 20 coupon sale, right? So yeah. what they've done, they've extended the Box 20. It was a Boxing Day sale. They've extended it, uh, the coupon sale, through January. So all you need to do is visit the Fielders.net website uh, for free shipping on all orders and a coupons discount of 33% off the Box 20 coupon page. Yeah, free shipping and 33% off the box 20 coupon page check it out they've got a bunch of stuff on there fielder's choice man they're baseball experts so if you haven't already i mean it's it's like it's that's it there's there's nowhere else really that you can buy stuff from right like it's got to be fielder's choice so check it out and also check out the box 20 coupon sale like we said free shipping on all orders all through the month of january and uh hey i'm sure you're gonna find yourself a little bargain there a little, little bit of a saving there huh for sure 100%, well, 33% worth and free shipping. 33%, huge. It's yeah. huge. It's, 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 it's almost it's almost 34%, but it's not quite. Like, it's, it's massive. Mm. Anyways, let's not get sidetracked because there's huge news in the ABL today. As this drops, uh, you may have heard about it, but the Blue Sox and Manny Ramirez have parted ways. Man, that's really? what I was talking about. That's uh, is that a thing? Don't act like you nah, don't know this. Are yeah, you joking me? Right. You and I, you are just as big a Manny fan. You just play it cool in front of everyone that comes on this uh, podcast. But hey, I'm reading it here from uh, the abl.com.au. Uh, check out their website because that is where all of the big news drops. But hey, this afternoon, uh, as we're recording this, uh, on Monday, they they released Manny Ramirez from his contract. It's 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 heartbreaking. But uh, it's kind of to be expected, I feel. Um, you know, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I've been reading some of the comments um, on the social media. Um, I'm not going to go into it too much, but there's some, there's a few upset people. I'm one of them. I haven't, I haven't gone and written anything on any public forum or anything like that, but man, I mean, also this is the funniest part, right? This is the bit I was talking about was, which is hilarious. Okay. On the same day. Okay. The Sydney blue Sox have announced blue Sox Ramirez part ways. And also if you go and check out at, at Sydney blue Sox on Instagram, check out their Instagram account. Uh, there was another really, really cool post, right? Now, don't get me wrong. This is great news, okay? All of this, except for the Manny thing, that's really sad. Um, but, you know, obviously, I mean, I'm, I was always, I'm always a massive optimist and Manny fan anyway. So I was kind of fingers crossed, hoping that, uh, that we were going to see some Manny this year. But the same day that they released Manny Ramirez from their contract, Here's the uh, post from the Sydney Blue Sox. The ACT government is expected to make revised announcements around border restrictions on Wednesday, providing the possibility of more home games this season for both teams. Relocation to Lismore may also be an option for the team to play our series against the Canberra Cavalry. Now, there's more to that post, but obviously they're the same day that the Blue Sox announced that they've uh, released Manny Ramirez, they then turn around and say that there's every chance that they could play a series here in Lismore, where I'm living right now. So, yeah, no worries. No one else cares. You don't care at all. You couldn't give a shit. But I tell you right now, it's that's heartbreaking stuff, man. 
Yeah, imagine having many Ramirez in Lismore. Oh, man, you'd be jealous for sure. I mean, if he'd been to my hometown, I'd be like, that's pretty cool. Because something tells me that, like, many wouldn't just stumble upon Lismore by himself. Hey, and and who knows? Maybe us uh, throwing the seeds out there of uh, moving the Blue Sox to Lismore. Maybe it happened, you know? Man. Nah, no one's listening to this. No, none of those, none of those decision makers are listening to the players pod. But hey. That's going to be pretty exciting. And and look, I guess the real positive there is, yeah, obviously all the tongue-in-cheek stuff aside, uh, it's cool. Like, I think it's cool that, that the Blue Sox are, are doing whatever they can and, and no one's ever accused them that they haven't, but they're doing everything they can to try and just keep this baseball thing alive. And I think that's great. Um, and I, I honestly, man, I hope they come to Lismore. I hope they go anywhere uh, that, that means that we get to watch them play baseball uh, because, you know, man, like, Imagine if they just didn't play this year because of this, because of COVID and stuff. Like, mm. I, I, that's got to be, that's got to be pretty hard on on a on an organization to just sit out an entire season. Even though it's like, I mean, we saw it with with Auckland, right? I mean, Auckland's sort of trying to vie their way back into the league. Whatever's going on there is going on. Um, we'll talk about that in a little bit, but man, like, imagine if just like a team like Sydney missed out. Sure, maybe they might be right, but. Whew. I mean, it'd be touch and go, wouldn't it? Surely. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just kind of one of those things where you just got to wait and, and see what happens. I mean, um, obviously there's a lot of stuff going on with governments and politics and borders and whatnot. So just have to wait and see. That's it. And that is exactly what we will do. But hey, again, let's hope. Fingers crossed that we're going to still keep getting uh, a bunch of baseball. I mean, obviously the uh, the hub, uh, Adelaide hub there is about to begin in the next couple of days. So that's going to be more than exciting. But let's go back and have a look at what's happened over the weekend. Obviously, there wasn't, uh, there wasn't too much uh, around the league as far as baseball games. Uh, but we did have uh, Melbourne Aces playing the Canberra Cavalry uh, down in uh, Canberra. So that's pretty exciting. Uh, first game. First game there, January the 8th, uh, Melbourne Aces got up against the Cavs in a 4-3 game. Big win there for Drew Anderson there uh, of the Aces. So that's pretty exciting. Uh, again, man, hey, just good to see uh, good to see some baseball. Yeah, um, I think I actually watched this game and um, it was a tight ball game. Um, uh, Brian Flynn, so former big leaguer, I believe, um, with the Kansas City Royals, started the game, 6.1 innings, uh, no earned runs, um, eight strikeouts to start the game. Um, one of my buddies, Mitch Ellis, uh, came in, and then uh, Drew Anderson finish, finish out the game. There you go. In extras too, so you see there, like it's, it's, it's three all. Uh, yeah. Aces come out top of the ninth, get three runs. Cavs have got to be thinking, damn, we got this in the bag, but... Uh-uh, not up Mike, in here. Mikey Reynolds, three for five. Yeah, what a guy. Have a day, have a day, stud. How about him? Robbie Perkins, little two for two for four day there as well. You know, Jeez. oh, we didn't think of this, but the matchup, Robbie and Robbie's playing against Kyle. Yeah, yeah, man. Absolutely. There we go. Brother V brother. There it How is. exciting. There you go. So uh look, 
Kyle got away with it there. That's that game. Uh, <laughs> the Aces got up. He wins round one. But moving on to uh, the next day, January the 9th, uh, Aces again, 3-2. Another another sort of – they had some battles this weekend, man. There were some close ball games uh, there. And, and again, like we're looking here at sort of really the first run we see from the Aces in, is in the top of the fourth. Um, whew, like it's basically – it's a one run ball game up until the six, you know, like Canberra mm. comes back, gets another run and, uh, and yeah, like whew, some exciting baseball down there in, uh, in Canberra over the weekend. Yeah. I mean, uh, they've obviously seen each other a few times now. So, um, you know, obviously the more you see someone play, you got to make more, make more adjustments. Cause um, you know, eventually, you know, you can't just keep doing the, the same thing over and over. Big shout out to uh, DG Daryl George. Uh, he he had a, quite a day in this game. Three hits uh, from four at bats. A cheeky little double there, and also Gift, Gift and Yope. He got himself a little hit, a little double there as well. Uh, man, the uh, the Aces got it done in game two of the series. There, big win there for uh, Josh Tolls. Moves him to two and zero on the season. That's pretty exciting there. So let's move it on again. Go forward one more time. A uh, sorry, that was the that was the later game uh, that they played. They actually played an earlier game that day. My apologies, my apologies, Eesh. guys. Gosh, this is wow. the early set. Canberra actually got up two one. Another really tight ball game, like two one to the Cavs here uh, again. The Cavs just come out. They scored two, two, you know, one run in the second, another in the third, two runs early, and just too much for the uh, for the aces in this uh, in this uh, early set of the doubleheader. So yeah. that's a little bit exciting. Yeah, always tough to go down by a run, but uh, you know they're the exciting games. That's so. it. And uh, another big shout out there, Gift. Uh, Gift got himself a couple of hits. Uh, didn't quite get it done there though. But uh, I mean, on the cavalry side of things, man, like uh, Mikey Reynolds coming up with a double. You've got Robbie Perkins there. He's got himself a little double as well. And uh, just a couple of hits scattered throughout. And uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty exciting to see some really, really good baseball. Win goes to Frank, uh, Frank Gailey there and a loss for Tyler Beardsley. So that's a bit unfortunate. But that was what was happening around the league over the weekend. And we cannot absolutely wait until the hub baseball starts again, because dude, there's going to be some baseball coming up in the next couple of days. It's going to be exciting. Hopefully fingers crossed. We get everything we deserve as far as hub baseball again. Uh, and it's not cut short, but Hey, it's, uh, it's, it's just super exciting. It's, it's actually, it's crazy because you, you can't take your eyes off the ABL at this point. For, for whatever reason, like whether it's the, the restrictions, whether it's just the actual games, like we saw in Brisbane last week, there's just so much excitement going on. Like it's just like you, as a, as a baseball fan right now, if you've just come into this thing, there's so much to chew on, right? For like a new fan to be like, oh, what? Like, hang on. this It's just ever changing. It's, it's, it's kind of- packed. Yeah, man, it really is. It's, uh, it's crazy. So there you go. That was Around the Horn with uh, the baseball experts, Fielder's Choice. Check out the website, www.fielders.net. Check out the Box 20 coupon sale page. Uh, and like we said, free shipping on all orders and 33% off all the items on the coupons page. So check it out. Huge thanks to the guys at fielders.net for jumping on and supporting the pod.
There you go. There you go. Any more golf? Any more golf chat for you, man, or what? You been hitting them? Uh, no, um, haven't played in a little bit. But um, you know, as I mentioned in the uh, in the talk with Ricks and that Curtis Mead had a really bad round today, so I'm really right. stoked about that. You're really uh, you're really piling it on uh, Curtis Mead, huh? Yeah, yeah, I am. Just just you know, I love giving him ragging him a little bit about his golf game when he has bad bad round. Well, another thing that you because we learn... always we always hear when. He plays really well, right? But we but we never hear when he plays a really bad round, right? Mm. I don't know, man. I just I, he just sticks for the it record. To, he sticks it to us. So just for the record, I was not involved in this Curtis Mead bashing. That is not a thing that I want uh, on my record. Um, but hey, Miggy G at Miggy G, he knows it, and that's what he's saying right now. So, damn, there you go. Bit exciting there. A uh, bit of ragging on probably the best young player in Australian baseball right now, Curtis Mead. Uh, but hey, there you go. Is there anything else that you wanted to talk about before we throw to our awesome interview with uh, walk-off Wixen Ringrove? Uh, just uh, my friends, mate, down at uh, Bounty Breaks, um, booking me up through the the week a little with uh, some baseball cards, Jeremy. And, yeah, right. Uh, He's got a got a little business called Bounty Breaks. Check him out on their Instagram, just Bounty Breaks, or um, their website, which is uh, www.bountybreaks.com.au. And um, yeah, he's the man. And uh, he uh, gave me some baseball cards throughout the week. And yeah, he does uh, live live on uh, Wednesday and Friday nights, Facebook Live, and he unveils um, your cards live on on. The face, the facial book, the facial books. There you go. Yeah. Check it out. Bountybreaks.com.au. Search him on Instagram at bountybreaks. Uh, hey, for all your hookups, man, all the cards that you need, and a little bit of live action there, opening up some cards, bit of unboxing fun. There you go. What do you reckon? What do you reckon the best? Like, what's the most expensive one at the moment that you could get? Like a baseball card. Oh, I think like Honus Wagner, like. Oh really? There was like a Honus Wagner card that had just previously sold for like a ridiculous, uh, ridiculous amount of money. I was talking to a mutual friend of ours off the pod about uh, baseball cards a little while ago, uh, and he was telling me he's like, "Man, I had all of these cards that I just as a kid, like growing up, you know, like, and you wouldn't know what you would have." Right. But he goes, I just threw it out. Like looking back at it now, like we're all the same. Like I've got a bunch of mates that all had Pokemon cards and stuff. And they were just like, yeah, whatever. We just got rid of them. Dude. Some of these cards are worth a ridiculous amount of money. So yeah. So I guess, just, I yeah. just looked it up and um, Honus Wagner uh, baseball card sold for $3.12 million. <laughs> oh my God. So not that you can, uh, you know, find those really around anymore, but well, um but it's still got to be some crackers, you know, from the nineties and stuff. I mean, come on. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. I saw a Mariano Rivera card the other day that was out of like 10 autograph card. So there's only 10 of them in the world. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that was what pretty was that cool. going for? Uh, Don't know. I think I, I saw it. I saw it in a, in a Raz. So it was like, you pay for a spot for the chance to win it. 
if that uh, makes sense yeah 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 yeah, yeah. I get yeah. It. it's just yeah. like me and golf i get it yeah, yeah mm. I, I get it yeah yeah well <laughs> that's pretty cool though like so basically all you baseball fans out there uh all you longtime fans why don't you just go and check out your uh the old boxes in the garage and whatever and just make sure that you haven't got any really expensive baseball cards you might be sitting on a gold mine uh, yeah and if you find a honus wagner card just send it to us yeah yeah just yeah. message us first we'll look after it we'll definitely help you uh find the facilitate right that yeah yeah we'll facilitate it yeah that's yeah. it yeah but yeah uh, and if you do if you find anything with uh, a bit of value why don't you hit up bountybreaks.com.au uh hit them up on the instagram at bounty breaks uh they they're the hookup that's the hookup that you need with, uh, with the playing cards from the players podcast there you go, there you go. right let's throw it to our interview man this was heaps of fun this dude is uh like He's a giant, first of all, pardon the pun, but he is a big dude uh, and he swings an absolute mean stick. It was sick to watch. Uh, obviously, we talk about what happened up in the hub, up in Brisbane, a little walk off there and all that kind of stuff. I ended on a high there before there was no more hub baseball. But this is our chat with uh, with Rickson Wingrove. Did I just say it right? I just said it right. Yeah. Rickson Wingrove. There you go. Hey. Thanks so much for listening. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe, hit us up on all our socials, but we really, really hope you sit back, relax and enjoy our chat with Rickson Wingrove of the Adelaide Giants on the Players Podcast Australia. And we are back on the Players Podcast. My name's Jeremy. Miggy G is here. What's up, Miggy? Not much, Jeremy. How are you, mate? Good. That's your new nickname. Look, we're not going to muck around with our small talk too much. We've got a very special guest right here. Who's there? Who's on deck? Uh, we got Wixen Ringrove, or better known as Rickson Wingrove. But uh, you know, I go by a few names around the around the league. But around the traps, them, yeah, some of them aren't very PG either. Most oh, really? Wixen uh, Wixen's a funny one because I said it accidentally actually on our last episode to Mick, and I said, "Oh yeah, Wixen Ringrove after your walk off." Uh, and he said, well, actually, you're not too far off the mark there because that's what the boys have been calling you. Is that right? I think when we went to Perth last year, I ran out and the dude did the same thing. He accidentally called me Wixen. <laughs> and I think ever since, I've just been known as Wixie. And same as uh, good old Sam Canelli thought my name was Wixen Wingrove for about three years, apparently. Wixen Wingrove. Yeah, Wixen Wingrove. That's a pretty, that's also a pretty big leg name. We were talking to uh, Ulrich Boyarski uh, last episode, and I reckon that's got to be up there, up with Johnny Field. Uh, yeah, Johnny but, Field's pretty good. Yeah, but Wixen Wingrove is, that's got stud written all over it, I reckon, bro. That's, that's some money. Let's just change some, some uh, letters around there. Uh, I was already playing the fame. I was in the MLB top 100, you know, prospects list for best names. I remember <laughs> I, was not, I was number 56 with uh, Rickson Wingro. Nothing to do with talent or was it just all just names? Oh, pure name, <laughs> pure name, no talent. That's awesome, man. So what's going on now? You are back in Adelaide, back down south after a little bit of a whirlwind trip to Brisbane last week. Yeah, it was a fun time up in Brisbane. Uh, it's a good place to hit up there. So, well, but, uh, we, we're going to get what? into your antics as far as the your walk off there, um, which I was watching, and that was sick. We're going to get into that in a bit, but yeah, like 
man, it's been crazy, huh? So we were saying a little bit just before off air, but uh, yeah, you sort of get the call and say, hey, you guys are on a plane and you got to get out of Dodge. Yeah, it was crazy, you know. Like we were, we just had our walk-off win and, you know, the boys were up and we knew we had the day off the next day. So we were having a beer or two, you know, hanging out, going out to dinner with all the boys, going to the bar down there under the bridge and, I remember someone looking at their phone and going, damn, they've had a case of that, uh, that new British uh, strain in, in Brisbane. And we were like, oh, yeah, that's pretty cool. And then we wake up the next morning and it's like crisis meeting. Brisbane's going into lockdown. We need to get out of here. Yeah. And I know some boys didn't wake up until like 10 o'clock. I was lucky enough to wake up at about 7.30. So I was smart enough to you know, pack my stuff up, ready to go. And you know, I had to start going, knocking on a few boys' doors and waking them up. And they were like, All right, quit quit playing with me, Rick. So like, you're full of it. Like, boys, check your phones. You got 50 phone calls and 100 messages saying, hey, be ready to go. Yeah, what was that like for you, Mick? You were there too. I mean, it would have just been nuts, hey? Like you and I were talking a little bit that morning and it was just sort of like, oh, no one knows what's going on, huh? Yeah, it was kind of weird because like, like we were out at dinner and then I think Luke Wilkins goes, oh, be interesting to see what happens when we wake up tomorrow morning. And I, he just like randomly said that out of nowhere. And I was like, oh, why is that? He goes, oh, some some chick who works at the Medi Hotel called the UK strain of coronavirus. And he was like, I guarantee tomorrow there's a chance that we could be packing our bags and getting out of here. And then sure enough, woke up the next morning and off we were, off we were. Yeah, scarily enough, it was the hotel literally like 300 meters away as well. Oh, really? Yeah, but she she lives a bit out of town, luckily. But we got out of there just in time. Well, full credit to um, everyone involved there, especially the Queensland government and obviously uh, Baseball Australia and the ABL and all that kind of stuff. Because at the end of the day, you know, safety is a real big deal. So, yeah, look, it does suck because, hey, I was actually talking. That that was the Friday morning. I was getting ready to pack my shit up and come up and, and, and watch you guys play on the Saturday. I mean, originally I was coming up on the Friday to watch the, the Women's ABL Showcase and all that, but... Yeah, so I mean, look, hey, it sucked hard because I wanted to, uh, I wanted to catch up and uh, and uh, shoot a bit of shit with you all. But uh, yeah, hey, it is what it is. Now he's back, back down in Adelaide, looking ready for uh, the Adelaide Hub. How's that coming together? Uh, we had our first hit up today. You know, get back into the cage. You know, we had to go get our tests as soon as we landed. You know, the next morning, we all had to wait for our results and yada yada yada. We just, you know, just trying to stay ready, like. We feel pretty good as a squad. I think as a whole, we're only going to get better as we get healthier and more guys become available and guys' pitch limits come up. So you know, I think we're pretty excited for the for this week in Adelaide and our fortress, as we like to call it. So. <laughs> Why do you call it the fortress? Oh, I think we just have to look at our record last year when we were at home. Our team's built to play at our, our field, we think. So it's a good place to play. And not a good place to come to, I would say, as an opposing team. There you go. I like it. A bit of swag. Bit of bit of swag about it. That's good. The fortress. So if you haven't, for those listeners, if you haven't heard that already, get that shit trending all over, uh, all over the interwebs. That's sick. 
So let's go. Wait, let's go back right now. I mean, let's go back to the start of the hub up in uh, up in Brisbane there for you guys. Uh, you especially, I mean, f- one of the early games, I can't exactly remember which game it was, but one of the early games, you got a nice little piece uh, out over center field there playing in Brisbane, which is always a lovely, uh, a lovely little treat. Uh, you hit some balls all right up there, but let's, let's go to it, man. Let's just jump straight into it. That, that walk-off win. I mean, we've got one of the guys, we've got one of the guys that was on the mound for two innings there in the eighth and ninth, Mickey G there, just the pitching. Uh, we had a bit of a chat about what was going on there. Uh, and then this other guy, Wixon Ringrove, just steps up. And, uh, dude, you, the, the, the hack that you took, you fouled one off. I was watching it going, oh, man, he, oh, damn. Like, I was hoping that one was going to go, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, you're a baseball fan or whatever, you know, watching the game and you're like, oh, yeah, that would be cool if you could. But you never see it again, right? Like, you never see it the very next pitch or two pitches later. And then, sure enough, two pitches later, man, you just uh, got that pitch and absolutely hammered it. What was going through your head in that at bat? What were you sort of thinking? What was what was your approach? Uh, I think, like, going up to the plate after, you know, Garney did such a good job over here, you know. We, we kept us close in the first inning going up and uh, throwing a, a shutout up there, shutout inning in the eighth. And mind you, we come out, and I've never seen this in a baseball game. We had a two-pitch inning. Yeah, right. In the eighth inning. So, bunt back to the pitcher. And then a ground ball double play. Two pitches were out of there. And I was on deck because I was in the three hole and I was standing there like, what in the world just happened? <laughs> and then we go out there, they score two like pretty cheap runs. You know, that's into those international baseball rules. And yeah. They generally like tip my cap to you, mate. You kept us so close in there. Like it was all it takes. And especially in Brisbane, one swing of the bat and it was done. And I think, I don't know, last year I had three walk-off wins in 20 games at home and, uh, and I just I really like that big clutch situation. You know, runners on. I feel like when I'm up there, it's a bit more confident in that clutch situation. I think, especially with the righty on the mound and him being a big leaguer, I knew he was probably going to try and challenge me. And first pitch, I went up there, took, took my biggest hack I could at it, and got the head out a bit too much. And I was like, uh, surely he's probably going to come an off-speed pitch the next pitch, and then he threw a fastball again. I was like. All right, came on. And then next pitch, I'm like, 1-1. One, one. He threw me another fastball up yeah. and in. I'm like, man, this guy's here to challenge me. So then I was like, all right, 2-1. I'm gearing up fastball again. And, yeah, I got it. Got yeah, all of did. it. It was a good feeling. Don't really remember too much. All I remember is uh, TBS running down from the bullpen screaming at me. <laughs> yeah. And then coming back and then the staminate all in my face. Shout out to staminate for great drinks we had up in brisbane hashtag staminade sponsor that's good oh, there you yeah. Go. yeah man all right yeah todd van sensor was just uh was losing his shit absolutely running down for the bullpen you could see that on the youtube stream uh he was it was sick it was just cool to watch there's some awesome scenes there you absolutely pimped the shit out of it man uh, uh you know you probably can't say that being modest but that's my job on this podcast Oh, no, 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 no. Fuck <laughs> I'll get out of it, yeah. I'm not a big bat flip guy, but I'll strut it, give it a little flip, and you know, we'll have some fun with it. Uh, that's it, man. It's a no-doubter off the bat. Everyone knew it, and, uh, and yeah, the boys are out. The boys are up. So would have been a bit of fun going into the, uh, into the change rooms and, like you said, out to dinner that night, uh, knowing all the boys are on a high um, after a massive win like that. And then, obviously, as we spoke about before, just to be – 
back down to zero again, I guess the next morning and just like, what the heck? But Hey, that's 2020 and now it's 2021. So <laughs> it yeah, just keeps rolling on. I suppose like we didn't really come down at all. It was like, you know, we were going full throttle after the walk-off win and then we were hundred percent trying to get on this plane, get out of there. Everyone was pretty stressed trying not to get locked down for three or four days. So. Yeah. That would have been yeah. the world's worst. Yeah. It was more mellow the last two or three days while we're just relaxed and trying to wait for these results. Yeah. So you got signed by the Phillies in 2018. Now, is that right? Yeah, 2018 in April after one of the showcases that I went and to America with. How old were you when you got signed? I was 17 when I got signed and then I turned 18 that May. Yeah, wow. So what showcase? What was that? Tell us all about that and, and how that process uh, went down. So it was like this uh, Arizona trip that they took uh, the best 15 to 18-year-olds in Australia over the showcase in front of all like the – we played all the rookie ball sides, a couple of college teams, you know, just to get in front of all the scouts over there. It was, we had a showcase day where we think we had like 80 to 100 scouts there, which is pretty cool. You know? Yeah. In Australia, they get to play in front of that many and – and I always had, like, power when I was younger. There was always talk with scouts and stuff. It was just about me trying to find a position. And I used to try and catch when I was younger. And everyone was worried about my weight and stuff. And But I went away on this trip. And, you know, we got all this new technology, like the blast motions and the rap sodos. And, yeah, I think my numbers were pretty good for my age compared to everybody even in the USA. So I completely can contribute my signing towards the rap soto and blast motion side of baseball well i mean the other the other thing is like let's talk about it i mean for those listeners that don't know i mean i'm just looking here on your baseball reference numbers six five uh and 260 pounds we won't say what it is in kilos but hey you're a big unit you know what i mean like yeah. you're an absolute unit man and and look yeah sure uh, six five. I think uh, any scout's gonna be looking at that, going, "Hey, hang on a minute, yeah. this guy's." Yeah, I'm back down to two forty five now. You know, I lost a bit in quarantine. Yeah, really tired. I'm trying to boy. stronger, but heaviest I reckon I've been it was about two seventy five at one stage. So one hundred and twenty five kilo. That's all right. Hey, when you're six five, man, you can carry one hundred and twenty kegs like nothing, man. Don't worry about that. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it was it was a really weird period, like trying to sign and stuff and I really wasn't sure if I wanted to go to college and you know it was just a time when it, just before I turned 18 I had to make a decision whether I wanted to go to college or sign and the Phillies came along and I took the offer in 20 minutes yeah right that's it yeah, yeah. so it, you just knew you wanted to play for the Phillies that was it or you just wanted to get your foot in the door and just and just start that that dream uh, so, like, at the time, I, one of my best mates, Kyle Gagoski, was at the Phillies. Tolsey just signed there. And, you know, Howie's a pretty prolific, prolific scout within Australia. You know, with the Twins, he had a lot of guys there. And he, he'd just taken a job up with the Phillies. So. And then once he signed there, I was like, I had a number. And I said, as soon as the team gets there, I'll sign the contract straight away. And they did it in about 20 minutes. So. I mean, yeah. I'm, ha- I'm happy where I'm at. I'm happy with the Phillies. You know, they've been really good to me. And, you know, it's a great organization. Yeah, that's awesome, man. So what was it like? Again, you know, we ask a lot of the guys on the podcast, but 
What was that? What was it like for you that that first time that you get over there and you start professional baseball with the Phillies? I mean, was that just a huge adjustment to you? Like, was it, you know, was it the the overall grind of it all? Like, just what was going through your head? Oh, uh, my first year was actually really really tough. So, I signed in April. They took me about a month and a half for them to certify my contract and get all my visas and stuff. And I went over the same time as the draft guys, about June 8th. And I hadn't played any high-level baseball until that point, realistically. Like, I hadn't played a high standard of baseball, like professional baseball. I hadn't played any real time in the ADL. And I was playing, like, winter baseball in Newcastle. So I went over there and I started off really well. Like the first two weeks, you know, I was a fresh kid. I was just hunting fastballs. I could still hit a fastball. I was hitting like 290 the first two or three weeks. And then a dude came down from short season. He was a 25-year-old, really great guy too, but he, he took most of my playing time first base. So I was only playing like two or three times a week. And, you know, over six weeks, I think I got like three hits. I went like three for three for 40 and then he got called up again in like last three weeks I hit like 300 for the last three weeks to try and save the average a little bit but the first year uh, taught me a lot my first time really being away from home properly you know, first time realistically being by myself experiencing professional baseball with a locker room of, of guys that barely speak English for the most part that was, yeah. that was, that was a real cultural change for me but I think that that off season between 2018 to 2019, it, I realized what I had to get better at, what I needed to change, and I fixed my swing and I had a really good year of 2019. So, yeah, and and you came back and in 2018 you were playing with the uh, with Sydney, is that right? Yeah, 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 I was on the Sydney roster. I didn't get much much game time, you know. Yeah, uh, so I was like, I didn't really get much better on that side of thing when it comes to playing I, I could control what I could control you know work yeah. on trying to get fitter getting stronger and making sure my swing's ready to go and and uh, then at, I had a good year and then as you said yeah you, you come back and you go back for the Phillies in 19 there and um, yeah like I'm just looking at your line here again um, you can see that, that something sort of happened here uh, <laughs> you know this guy's He's done. He's done some work. You know what I mean. Like, like you said, you come out and you had a really good year. Um, hit a bunch of home runs. That's got to be a pretty awesome feeling. I mean, two years in, like you said, here two ninety eight batting average for that year. Um, that's that's got to be great. I mean, then you come back and you start this thing with Adelaide. How how's that? What's that like? Yeah, so I came off like a real high in my season, but like. I think like the first the GCL season's like twelve weeks, and I think I had like one hundred and ten at bats. I was hitting like three fifty. I was sitting pretty hard, like five homers, had a heap of RBIs, like an RBI per game basically. And then I was taking batting practice one morning, and uh, through my follow through, I felt something, you know, pop in my left shoulder, and I was like, oh, yeah, I can, I can play." And it just slowly kept getting worse. And by the end of the season, I ended up going like one for 28 or something and dropping my average. And came to the last day, I was hitting 299. And the coach said to me, 
hey, if you go a hit in your first two at-bats, I'll take you out. And you can hit 300 on the year. And then I, I lined out to the center fielder twice. And I was like, far out. And he's like, all right, keep playing. You get two hits, you hit 300. Went up. I I bunted, actually. I remember I beat the shift with a bunt. So I was like, I was one for three into my last at bat. And then a righty comes on, 91 straight down the middle, swing and miss. 91 straight down the middle, swing and a miss. And then 91 straight down the middle, swing and a miss. I struck out three pitches to end the season. <laughs> oh, three fastballs. I was like, what am I doing? Oh, it was so funny. All the boys were laughing at me. And, yeah. and then I think when I, as soon as I went home, I had like three weeks between that and Instructs. So I tried to get my shoulder right then. Went back to Instructs. Had a pretty decent instruction. I learned a lot. You know, got to hang out with some bit more high-class coaches that I can double-A, triple-A, some big league guys. And then... I flew into Adelaide the week before we started, so I missed that cool Taiwan trip. But yeah, yeah. So I, I hear so many stories about that. Now everyone was like, "This, this was amazing," you know. <laughs> I come in and like the, the group was already like stuck together. I was like, "Oh my god, you guys have known each other for like a week. Like, how did everyone <laughs> get so close?" And they're like, "You know what happens in Taiwan stays in Taiwan." So I was like, "Far out." <laughs> I'm try and make some friends here. And then we came out and we swept Brisbane to start the season. And I think that just kick-started us after they won four years in a row. We were just so happy to go there. We played out our ass to start the year. Yeah, it seems to be a recurrent theme, doesn't it? Uh, everyone sort of says that, that uh, the subtle jabs of uh, just wanting to beat Brisbane, you know, after they just dominated for so long. Hey? So it must have been a pretty cool feeling in a new team. Oh, yeah, it was elite, especially the way we did it. I think the first night, we absolutely waxed them. You know, we blew them out of the water. We beat them in the first game of the doubleheader by three or four. And then I hit a ground ball to shortstop for a walk-off in game three. And then Whitey hit a grand slam when we were down by three in the bottom of the eighth on the Sunday. And... Yeah, I just think we were riding high after that. What's been the, um, I guess, the the biggest thing for you moving from, you know, Sydney over besides playing time? Do you feel like, you know, the, you know, you've got more um, developmental tools here? Like what, what was the difference between, between Sydney and making the move to Adelaide? I see there's, I always put it down to three major things. And one of them was definitely the, the commute for me from Newcastle to Sydney was two hours just to go to training and all to play, you know, sitting on the bench going down five days a week, two hours each way. That was tough. And then number two was obviously the facilities and like how professional our squad is. Like, let's be honest, not, not too many guys work on ours on our squad or aren't flexible enough to train throughout the day. You know, we train at 10 o'clock. We train whenever we can. Like, in Sydney, it's more every guy works. So, it's like, all right, we'll train from five to seven each night. And then the third thing is just how young we are. Like, I wanted to be a part of such a young core. And, you know, no, not for Sydney, but, like, they're, they're an older squad. And I think what our, our average age at the moment 
we have no guy on our hitting, hitting roster last year that was above 25 other than Mikey Reynolds himself. And I think that was something pretty cool to be a part of. Yeah, yeah. It's, pre- it's pretty sad because I'm like, I mean, I'm not the oldest, but like, I'm, I think I'm in like the top three oldest and I'm 25. So, yeah, Johnny's a vet. Johnny's a vet. I'm the old guy. I literally walk in now and everyone just calls me coach. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. And, and Mitch Edwards started this and he's brought it upon himself. So yeah, well, I reckon it was probably like, I reckon it was probably. I reckon it was probably like the second or third day that Mitch had been there. And he's like, what's up, coach? And then he's like, yeah, we just call you coach pitch now. And I'm like, all right, like, that's all right. I'll, I'll wear it. You can call me, co- you can call me coach. That's fine. And then Mitch, I, I was throwing a, um, like in a live scrimmage and Mitch got two at bats against me and he went, he went over two against me. And then I think like, I think maybe like a week later, he's like, I walk in again, we're doing another live scrimmage. And he's like, hey, coach, what's up, coach Pitch? I'm like, Mitch, I hope I hope you like can bring it because you're going to have to face me today. And like, if you go 0 for 3 against the coach, it's not a good look. And so sure enough, like he gets in the box and I go, I go fastball up and away. And Mitch just like had a sword in his hand. Like he just, <laughs> he just half cuts at it. And then where everyone's just razzing Mitch, like, oh, this, he has no chance. And then I throw him a change up and sure enough, he just, just rolls, beats it straight into the ground. And then since then I've been living rent free in Mitch's head. Yeah, 100%. Eddie has to be the easiest guy to rag on in the entire ABL. Well, this has to be. This is something I've been itching to get into because we spoke to him early on the pod, right? Like, and he was he was all about how you and him just run a mark over there with the Phillies and just going out eating food and and he's constantly just ragging on you. So now you've given us a bit of an insight there. Like, you oh, reckon it's pretty easy to get up in there? You should you should have heard when I heard that in the podcast. I was like, <laughs> wow. Even even his dad messaged me saying, "Hey, go to this time and let me know what you have to say." So I spent a bit of time down with Mitch and his family this year in Canberra and working out with him. And, and he knows that I absolutely rag on him. It's not the other way around. And he knows it. Everyone in the whole team knows that Eddie does not give it to me as good as I give it to him. So you guys, there's a bit of a, there's a, bit of a thing going on there, huh? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, to most people, you that don't really know us or you're looking from the outside, you probably think we hate each other. And I mean, I mean, we kind of do, but you know, I, I love him. He's one of my best mates, but you know, he's just so easy to pick on. It's so fun to pick on him. And, you know, it's all out of love. I like to pretend. It's, uh, it's got to be pretty special being able to like, to be in, like you said, going back to that young core, I mean, that's something that's been thrown around a bit. Everyone, Everyone's paying attention to what Adelaide's doing. You know, they're rebuilding and they have not, not so much, you know, they're not still re- – well, they are, but you know what I mean? Like, they, 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 they did that, you know. They built this young Australian core and added to it from the outside. And, I mean, for you two being a part of that, I mean, that's got to be pretty special also considering the fact that, like you said, this, you know, one of the other guy, young guys there, Mitch Edwards, he's, he's one of your best mates, you know, and, and I'm sure there's other guys in, in that core that in the squad that are, you know, 
your mates. So that's got to be super awesome to be a part of. How, how do you ever do you ever stop to sort of think about what's going on there at the moment within the, the Giants organization, or is it just hey, let's just let's just get it done and let's have fun? I'd like to say that nobody's ever had a team like this in the Australian Baseball League ever. Probably you no. Know, even back in the old ABL, there's no way that there was a team that. Even like especially this year, we have no guy in our roster that's over 25 that's hitting. Like I know that, but like the young core that we have, you know, I room with Curtis Mead all last year. You know, throughout the season, and I'm best mates with Jordy McArdle, and you know, just going going to the field every day with those guys. It's more of a brotherhood. You know, we hang out, we do everything away from the field with each other. You know, it's it's just so much fun to be around and. Yeah, you know, I remember last year, before the season started, the I was in one of those ABL fan pages and I saw everybody was tipping us to come dead last. It was so funny. And I remember someone was saying, "I oh, was the sports bet had us at like eighty one dollars just to win our conference." Damn. And I was like, "Damn, that look that looks pretty good." <laughs> I mean, I know we can't bet on it, but surely some people are looking at it and going. You know, we got Whitey, a former Helms winner. You know, we got Curtis, had a really good year in America. I had a pretty good year in America. Mikey Reynolds hit 400 the year before. I know. I thought I thought people definitely underestimated us last year, and I thought they didn't didn't really give us respect until probably about after Christmas. Especially that the trip we went to Perth and beat them three one there. I think that's when everyone went. All right, these guys are here to play. And what was what was that like? I mean, you guys obviously knew what you were doing. You know, you knew that you were you were young and you were hungry and that you wanted that respect. I mean, but once you started to get it from the other teams and stuff and the people around the league, was that that would have been pretty uh, satisfying? I, I believe. I mean, I think it's just we're young, naive, and I mean, it's a polite way to say we're just young and stupid. But <laughs> no, it was. Uh, I think we were just playing with our, our natural confidence that we had, you know, having fun with our mates, never really taking anything too serious. And like, we're all competitors at the end of the day and we're all professional athletes. So I think there's no reason why anyone should have ever counted us out like they did. But I'm happy that we went out there and played to the, the standard we did last year. And I think this year our squad's even better pretty crazy because like like i feel like it it hasn't been really brought up around it but like whitey didn't come back for the season this year couldn't get back like if you add whitey into this lineup it's like that's just like even more fuel than what we've already got and we've already got like a really really good team yeah uh, if we had whitey on our side things would I'd hate, to see the, I'd hate to see the level of arrogance we'd nearly, like people would say we walk around <laughs> with. Just because we'd be that confident. We'd be that confident going into games. We'd be like, who's our next victim today, you know? But uh, you can't not – I reckon Grant's made more plays out there in centre field than Whitey did all of last year. I reckon yeah, that was big the biggest, biggest BS ever saying that Whitey is a defensive player of the year last year. And he knows it. Oh, here we oh, go. Here we go. This and is what I want. It. This is he good. So he you're calling him out. You're calling yeah. Whitey out. You're saying, yeah. hey, man, nah. 
Not Daddy up Whitefield knows it too. <laughs> he knows it. It was so funny. As soon as we heard the result of that, I was like, you pirate. So I think he definitely got it just because of how, how good he played defense at that Premier 12. He made like 15 plays there last year that were ridiculous. Yeah, but I mean, history turns around and looks pretty good for him. Like he, he yeah. yeah, he he wins the defensive player of the year and then he goes on to play in the big leagues. I mean, come on, come on. So no one's going to really, but I'm with you. Like I'm, I'm also, I'm, hey, I'm playing devil's advocate here, bro. Like I'm with you. Don't get me wrong. I like yeah, it. I... Hash, hashtag uh, controversy pod. This is good. Yeah, um, oh, no knocking him. Great player. <laughs> he can play defense. I just don't think, like I said, I reckon I saw him dive for a ball once last year. Did he catch it? No. He missed it. <laughs> but that was it because I understand he's that quick that he can get to it but he, he knows that I didn't even reckon he was the best defender on our team last year uh, are you, uh, just before we get into that big shout out Grant Little there the, 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 the center fielder you're talking to yeah Stewie Stewie Little Stewie Little he's the, the guy out there in there now um, well who was the best defender then come on then and don't say the guy playing first base because nah. I call bullshit no, no. I helped him Absolute out but bullshit. Mikey Mikey Reynolds was absolutely unbelievable for us last year yeah at shortstop he was just ridiculous the amount of plays he'd make he'd, it was just everything hit to him we were like alright that's him out I thought he deserved maybe a, at least a mention in that defensive player of the year and an absolute cool dude too. Like we, uh, oh. we've, we've had Mikey on the pod too. And um, yeah, what a, what a guy. Shout out to Mikey Reynolds. Yeah. I so said, I live, I live with uh, Whitey, Eddie, Mikey, and Lottie and myself. We're all in a massive house on the beach in Glenelg last year, living the life. <laughs> Just young dudes, all playing baseball, winning lots of games of baseball on the beach in Adelaide what what uh, is there any stories from that that you can tell us about that uh won't get anyone into trouble no <laughs> not one so what about what about what about uh, the um I specifically remember a handball incident and a and a wall oh, I probably got yeah so we set up our living room which was like nice big open area with the kitchen and nice table and you know nice lounge and then the patio, you know we'd open up the glass windows get the patio. So we we push all the lounges to the side. We'd move the dining table to the side and we put tape across the across the floor. And we decided, all right, boys, we're playing twenty dollar handball games. Let's go first to three. <laughs> and. It just happened that every single day before we go to training, we play handball for 30 minutes. We come home from training, we play handball for another 30 minutes. And <laughs> it was pretty good, like the first three or four days. Like, don't know how, but it stayed clean. But one day it was a nice day outside. So we went outside and played on the driveway. And the ball got dirty. And we came back inside and played because it got dark. And then the next morning when we woke up, there were dots everywhere. <laughs> absolutely everywhere on the on these white walls and we were like oh my god we're actually gonna have to get this whole place painted and as we're playing we're literally playing while we're thinking this and mitch falls over and puts his heel through the wall <laughs> he like f- tripped over his own feet bang crashed through the wall mitch edwards that- yeah handball mitch injury edwards. Could you imagine if Mitch Edwards went on the uh, on the injured list last year amid that run and had to explain to the media how it happened and it's he's got a broken foot from a handball incident? 
<laughs> That's exactly something that would happen to us. What do you yeah, reckon? What do you reckon Tank would have said if you had if Mitch had to go to him and say, "Hey, man, I'm going to be out for the next fucking two series because I got a broken foot from a handball." <laughs> I mean, look, Danny, let's be honest. Tank really wouldn't be surprised, would he? Yeah, no, he definitely wouldn't be surprised, <laughs> especially if it was Mitch and Rickson. So, yeah. Well, the other one was the last night after you know we just lost we get to Melbourne. Everyone came back to our house. We're having a pretty good party, you know, pre-COVID. We had like 50 or 60 people around and Eddie was leaving the next morning because he had a, he had some family thing on the next day. So he still had clothes out in the clothesline and we were all you know, having a few drinks. I was pretty buzzed. And I remember, boys, watch this. I, I grabbed the hose and I wet all his clothes on the clothesline. It was like one o'clock in the morning. I knew he had to leave. And he looks at me and I go, oh, crap. And he starts chasing me around one side of the house. I run around the front, lock him out. And I run into Whitey's room, which was downstairs, run into his, you know, into his closet, and I'm hiding behind this air mattress. And then, like, three minutes later, I hear Mitch go, there you are, you fat dog. He runs at me, <laughs> jumps into the mattress, and bang, splats me back. And I remember just falling through the wall. Yeah. And there was, a, there was literally a hole probably the size of a door in this wall and we were like oh my god again you're six yeah. foot five and 120 kilos bro come on oh yeah you should have <laughs> seen this hole and we were like oh we've done it now haven't we <laughs> we've really done it now oh my god that's just, that's just the adventures of mitch and rickson i mean these what? are probably the only only ones that um, won't get us in too much trouble yeah I think uh, here's here's an idea for you guys, and I'm happy to get it sorted. But Mitch, the adventures of Mitch and uh, of, of Eddie and Rickson, or Eddie and Wixon, even better, needs to be a YouTube series. So if you can talk to the Adelaide Giants media guys, get that shit done because that is going to be hilarious. Absolutely yeah, be hilarious. I'd, lo- I'd love to be mic'd up for a game because baseball gets too boring if I shut up. So I literally talk the whole time. Who's ridiculous. Uh, who do you have like a favorite guy that you like ragging on, like outside of your team? Is there anyone like in any of the other teams and stuff that you just know you're gonna get biting? Oh, Robbie Glendening is the number one victim, and <laughs> everybody knows it. It's so good. Like Robbie's such a good guy off the field and stuff, and like he's so good to talk to, like with mates. And but on the field, he's just I completely respect it too. He's an absolute competitor, but. Yeah, when he's on the field, he's he doesn't like you very much, and he just we just love revving him up. What do you say to him? Is there anything that you can tell us on the pod that you you sort of just know that's going to get him absolutely just roasted, or what? Oh, when we were up there in the Brisbane hub, we were taking BP before a game, and Meady was taking some ground balls, and he tells Meady, "Hey, you should be doing supplier balls, not taking ground balls, mate." And <laughs> You know, we go to the game and like the fifth inning, Robbie picks one up, throws it away, and then Meaty goes and yells out, Maybe you should be doing plyo balls. <laughs> and then he just looks in the dugout and just shakes his head. Uh, he's pretty easy to rev up, though. It's fun, though. Yeah, right. Um, all, all in good spirit. Um, I don't know. I just think like the league isn't very feisty anymore. Like, we really have no, no beef with anyone, uh, everyone's pretty friendly. 
I love chatting to a few blokes, especially like against Melbourne last year. Daryl George was the first base, um, first base coach. So that was that was good to have someone to talk to. Yeah, man, Daryl George. We've had him on the pod, and uh, here's a little here's a little tip of the cap to the listeners. Uh, we're gonna have him on the pod again real soon, so that's gonna be fucking awesome. Uh, yeah, he he seems like just the funnest dude to be around as well. Though. You and him would, uh, yeah, you and him would have way too much fun, I reckon, if you were playing on the same team. That's for sure. Yeah, that, it's a fun time. There's a lot of good, great guys, great guys around the league. You know, you say there's no, you say there's no feistiness anymore, but I mean, come on. And then you bring up Melbourne. I mean, was it last year that there was nearly an all-in brawl? That uh, well, there was an all-in brawl there. In, that was, yeah, in that was just that was just Moilo giving one of our guys a hug though. It wasn't really like that's right. We spoke yeah. to Moilo about that, and he said he was just yeah. talking about tax return stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. tax returns. Yeah, everyone, get, everyone of, gets fired up t- about tax time. Yeah, a lot of tax timing, and uh, you know, everyone was talking about their balance sheets, and yeah, very very heated conversations about the tax returns. Were you in the middle of that, Rexon, or what? Yeah, it was funny because I was in first base and I was going to second and I didn't even see what happened. I turned around and everyone was starting to run at each other. So I was I was really in there. And I remember I grabbed Berkey, who's one of my best mates, and Dale, both by the nipples. <laughs> and and the umpire yells at me, Wingrove, let him go. And I was like, I'm sorry. And I grabbed him, I gave him a hug. I'm like, sorry, they're my mates. <laughs> and then, uh, I didn't want to get ejected, so I pushed him to the side and then went went and got in the middle there because I saw the big boys were trying to fight. So I had to try and get in there, throw my weight around a little. There you go. You heard it here first. What actually happened in the uh, the all-in brawl there in Adelaide? Uh, Wingrove grabbed some nipples. There you go. Hey, and then oh, and then yeah. followed Grab by a quick little hug. Grab them where it matters. <laughs> Man, this has been unreal. What? What? I mean, we're gonna let you go in a minute here, but like, you've got to be itching just to get. I mean, uh, fingers crossed, man. Like this Adelaide hub, it's it's starting in in as we're recording this in a couple of days. Um, you've you've got to be just itching to just keep playing baseball, right? I mean, you've had it. I mean, we all had it there with the hub up in Brisbane. It was sick. We we're all like, yes, this is baseball. It's not quite, you know, we didn't quite have Sydney and everyone, whatever there, but. Um, it's baseball. Now we're looking at, hey, we're going to have it again. Um, what, what do you, what do you think? You just, you just, just ready to go? Is it, is it just each day as it comes, or what's going through uh, your head right now? I think it's, it's even been better that we got that little taste of baseball. You know, we had that little series, and we're like, everyone can. We've sort of come home now and realized you know, each team will be you know, looking at each other and going, all right, what are we going to do to get this guy out? How are we going to hit this guy? And, you know, I reckon we all know a little bit of e- about each other now and it's just going to make the baseball even better and more of a chess match when we go back. And you know, I'm just excited to get out here and play in front, in front of everybody at West Beach and try and protect the fortress. And, the fortress. You know, ready to get out there. Give us, uh, quickly before we let you go, mate, just give us uh, a couple of guys that, I mean, obviously – Hey, we've spoken to Curtis Mead, Mitchie Edwards, and and you know McArdle and stuff like that. Um, give us give us a couple other guys, even if even if they're not Adelaide guys, but around the league that are young guys um, that you would say, hey, this this might not be someone you've heard of, but this guy's an absolute stud. Like, is there anyone that you'd say to keep your eye on? I think we have definitely one of them, but the poor kid couldn't really get 
on the roster was Riley Aitman. He's definitely one around the league. Yeah. Uh, Brandon Bidios now up in uh, Brisbane. I'm excited yeah. to see him, him pitch. I saw him pitch a couple of years ago. He was pretty electric. You know, kids like Sydney's got a couple of great kids, Solly Maguire, Jake Burns, Bazana, uh, Nadai. They're all great kids. And I think Chris Burke definitely this year. He's my boy. And I know he has what it takes to go a long way in this game. And he's my guy. So there you go. If I'm putting That's... a bet on, I want Berkey to have a good year this year. Chris Burke. There you go. I like yeah. it. That's awesome. Hey, um, I know I did say one more, but that this this is it. Are you a golf guy too? Is it, it or, or was was handball your more your jam? Oh, I'm definitely definitely an elite handball player. I uh, I've got my sticks, but my sticks aren't, aren't very good. They don't seem to work. Yeah, I, de- I definitely I definitely get my money's worth when I go and play golf. Yeah, you, yeah, Let's yeah. Just say that. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not a Curtis Mead. I'm not shooting. Uh, to a handicap I'll, I'll go shoot my 100 and have a good time yeah but man. it's definitely yeah. something with a bit more time off i don't want to i don't want it to affect my baseball swing you know it's my baseball swing and my golf swing seem to correlate way too much yeah and i don't want to get into a bad habit shout out to curtis who had an absolute stinker of a round this morning so good for him yeah exactly yeah, get it up yeah it, it whole, our, our whole giants team just seems to absolutely throth playing golf it's ridiculous and you're and you're you're not as much you just go along to keep up appearances oh i don't i don't get the invite you know when if you shoot above 100 you can't get the invite these days yeah right yeah well uh, i'd be with you man i'd be with you for sure i couldn't handle it i played it i was like yeah i played it the other day and all i got was sunburn so i was like cool oh, it's it's so frustrating because i'm like i can hit a baseball that comes 100 mile an hour but i can't hit a ball off a tee yeah, uh, what what is going on? Well, it's good to see that the golf pandemic going through the Giants right now hasn't got absolutely everyone, and that's actually maybe my uh, mission because every other person we've spoken to on this podcast from the Giants froths golf. But hey, Wixon Ringrove, he's a, he's a handball guy, hey, handball Big for twenty twenty four in the Olympics. Let's, let's, elite, let's get a elite handball let's get a hand, Yeah, let's get a handball league going. You know, best guys in the podcast will have to. I'll make hey. a little series where I go around and play everyone. Hey, that's a, Hey, there you go. Hey, even better, man. Your YouTube, you and Eddie could just play. It could just be you guys playing handball. And yeah, then other, mic'd up handball. Imagine mic'd that. up handball. Other guys coming in. Hey, there's that's a million dollar idea right there, my man. You got to get it done. Rip in. I'm all about that. There you go. So to our listeners, if you haven't already, make sure you're following Rickson Wingrove on Instagram. Uh, we'll have his uh, handle down in the show notes and keep an eye out for his new YouTube series. Wix and Eddie plays handball. There you go. There it is. Yes, sir. Hey, let's make sure we get a good angle on the photo so I can share it around. No, can't be having too many chins. <laughs> Mate, we appreciate your time. Thanks so much for dropping in and uh, having a chat with us, man. And hey, all the best, and uh, I hope this uh, walk-off Wingrove phenomena keeps going, man. It's fucking awesome to watch. Oh, I, don't, I don't want that many games to come that close. I'm happy if we win by three or four, but you know, I'm always here for it. So, all right, cheers for having me, fellas. Thanks, mate. Appreciate it. See you, boys. So yeah, there it is. That is our chat with Wixen Ringrove. No, Rickson Wingrove. Everyone's going to be out there thinking, what the hell is this guy's name? I don't even know what his name is. Yeah, it's it's Wixen. Yeah, it's Wixen. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, that was pretty sick, man. I um 
I was like, I'm telling you right now, that needs to be a YouTube series. Oh, yeah. If there was like a camera crew that just walked around and followed Eddie and Rickson all day, it would be like the equivalent of like Kath and Kim. Get it done, man. Because I tell you right now, we did a little YouTube series. Another another subtle plug for Jazz TV on YouTube. But we did a little YouTube series. And seriously, by like a couple of weeks, like the guys are like, they get used to it. And then they just know like, what they're doing and a guy like Rickson and Eddie, that chemistry they've got. Oh man, that's going to be funny. So I'm telling yeah. you, Hey, take that to the media team, get it done. Go and get the giants, man. They've been doing some cool stuff down there. I've seen some of the interviews and the batting cages and stuff. They've more than got the, uh, the talent to get it done. Little, little YouTube series. Oh yeah, for sure. That was good. That was really good. Uh, hey, what's going on for the rest of the week? I mean, uh, hub baseball down there in Adelaide starts soon you yeah. would be itching just to get keep, out there just gearing up just gearing getting up. ready yeah seeing what happens man it's going to be exciting exciting times down there in adelaide uh the first of the hub starts on the 14th of january if you haven't already uh check out uh all over the abl.com.au for any news and uh as we said earlier man it's just a crazy crazy time everything's changing day by day but uh, at this stage, we've got baseball. We've had a little bit of baseball. We haven't had heaps of baseball, but something's better than nothing. And uh, let's just uh, keep hoping that we uh, keep getting something. Yeah, for sure. That's it. There it is. If you haven't already, hit us up on our socials at Players Podcast Australia. Search us on Facebook, Players Podcast Australia. Hit us up on Le Twitter, the Players Pod AU. That's it. That's so good. Uh, if you haven't already, again, like I said, just subscribe, download the pods. If you don't like the pod, don't tell them. Don't tell anyone. But if you do, tell your friends, all that kind of stuff. We really appreciate that. This has been some uh, some fun for us. It's been crazy. Huge shout out again to our sponsors, uh, Fielder's Choice, uh, the baseball experts. Check out the website, fielders.net. Uh, also, On Deck Baseball, man. They've been with us since day dot. We appreciate those guys. Check it out, ondeckbaseball.com au as well as the guys from bountybreaks.com.au the hookup that you need with the cards that's them bountybreaks.com.au check them out if you haven't already please check out at miggy g on instagram that your handle no no you know i love i love that for those now this is a little nugget for anyone that's still listening this late into the podcast Mm. what happened when we spoke to rachel balkovec was I just introduced Michael as Miggy G and she just rolled with it like a professional. She yeah. was just like, yeah, no worries. Miggy, Miggy, Miggy G. And now it is just the best thing other than potentially you being called coach. Um, coach Miggy G would, would probably be my favorite thing to call you, but yeah. um, it'd be a mixture between the two. Yeah. Like just the subtle rib about it is great. Yeah. I just, now it's just like, that is Especially Jordan McArdle. I just get coach pitch. Hey, coach pitch. How's it going? Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Mm. Yeah. Captain, coach pitch. Yeah. Maybe not captain. Nah, definitely not captain. But But, hey, Miggy G, there you go. There's the inside word. So that's where the Miggy G comes from. It's all from me just being a smart ass in front of one of our biggest guests ever. Uh, But yeah, there you go. Miggy G, what is your Instagram handle, bro? Uh, Michael Gain. It's the name. At Michael Gain. Yeah. Correct. It's the name. There you go. Hit him up on the Instagrams. Uh, mine is at JAJ55. Like I said, check us out on our Players Podcast Australia on the Instagrams. That's it. I think that's it. We don't have wrap. anything else to do. That's, that's a wrap? It. 
That's a wrap. That's a wrap. No, no, no. That's something else. We can't say that, can we? No. Yeah. Oh, well, we just did. Hey, that's a wrap. Thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Mick's going to do it this time. Mick's going to do it. Thanks so much. Be good to each other. And best of luck for the baseball hub. Bye. Bye.